Everyone's going to be easy breezy. Easy breezy. Nice and pleasy. Exactly. It just rolls right off the tongue. No. Anything Jim says, I'm pro. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're responsible for the gym champ. We are. Listen, gym. everyone quiet yes. down. Quiet. This the show just started. I just told you all not to talk till I spoke. Here we go. Oh, this is good. This is from a movie called View from the Top. It was a oh. uh, another Harvey request that didn't get used. <laughs> we're not we are not doing 30 minutes of Harvey Weinstein material this week. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Stand Up and Clown. I am your host, Chad Demiani. Um, you've already heard his voice. I am joined, as always, by my musical slash technical director, not a co-host, James Venable. James, how are you? Hey, it's so great to be here this morning. I'm just, I woke up feeling so good and I just couldn't wait to get on the air with these two because these ladies make me happy. Okay. And um, before we introduce, they're chomping at the bit. They've already spoken, unfortunately, despite me explaining several times before the podcast not to speak until they're introduced. I just want to remind people that this show is inspired by a live show called Stand Up and Clown, where I ruthlessly direct traditional stand-ups and others. Through a grueling gauntlet of clown work. Um, we just had our last show of the year a few days ago, and it was sold out. It was so exciting. Um, the purpose of this podcast is to go deeper. So in the show, audiences get to watch a clown master at work as uh, he shows, not tells, uh, how clown works. But what if we do want to have a definitive meaning what if we want a definition that we can explain to our friends who we want to bring to shows or explain to our friends because we're in those shows we are here to answer the question what is clown and if my two guests manage to give me a perfect answer to this question this will be our last podcast that's our only goal and without further ado um and this is a bittersweet podcast for me jim because this is kind of a goodbye um, to these two lovely, talented performers as they are moving on from Stand Up and Clown. They were cast members for the entire year. and uh, So I much guess, fun. Why Why so are they fun. leaving? I mean, they're so much fun. They should stay. So many answers to that question. There's so many answers. More answers than question. Um, but mm-hmm. let me introduce them now. <laughs> they're so ready to rebel. Um, uh, Anna Saragina. And Kyle Mazzono, welcome to the broadcast. Did I say it right? Hey. Oh. Hey. You're on. Yeah, you're on. Hey, how's it going? We're so excited to be here this morning. Absolutely. This is the morning to be here. (laughs) It is indeed the afternoon for everyone. It's not to give away all the secrets of the trade. It is not morning. Um, I'll say right now, that's not clown, what you're doing. Yeah. What what I'm doing? Yeah, you're taking a pin to the balloon of imagination that Jim has put forward, and thank you. you're deflating. Why is it yeah, more? Why is it more whimsical if it's the morning? I don't even understand yes. the value of this fiction. We woke we woke up bright and early. Yeah, we woke up at six a.m. to do this, and it's now six fifteen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know, and we're by coastal right now too. So I mean, yeah. it's really great that we're able to get None our schedules together. You're also, these two dummies are sharing a microphone, <laughs> sharing a headset. Do you guys live together? 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, they do not. They both live with their respective partners in different places. Wow. Uh, By the way, did you guys notice how Chad hit that music so well? He'd never even heard that piece, and it seemed like it was scored to what he was saying. It It was was incredible incredible the way you hit the post on that, Chad. Really well done. Oh, thank you so much, Jim. If only the music had matched what you were saying. Um, I don't know if you're fishing for a compliment or you're just Mm. making conversation. I just was, I was giving a compliment, I believe. I'm always a suspect. <laughs> Jim, can I'm I ask suspect. You, Jim, can I ask you a question? Yes, yes. Did you actually score the movie? What is that movie that's really funny that I felt like you said that you scored? Euro Trip? Mm-hmm. Yes. I am the composer of the movie. <gasps> wow. Yes. I feel like honestly, I'm with the superstar right now. Superstar. Welcome to my podcast, ladies. It's Thank really you. great to have you guys on. And <laughs> let me introduce you to my assistant slash part-time intern. intern Just to be clear though, I'm sorry, Jim, but isn't it true also that the titular song, the most well-known song from the Eurotrip soundtrack. The titular song. It's um, called Eurotrip? Is no, it's called uh, Johnny Doesn't Know. Uh, Scotty Doesn't Know. Yes, Scotty Doesn't Know. This is the song that everyone associates with this movie. It's not true. written or performed by Jim. That is the story of my scoring life. But that, that's interesting because that's not what titular means. So, um, well, I'm not going to tell a woman about her body. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so I'm not going to get into an argument about female agency. With oh you my two. god! Are you going to tell us about our choice? I honestly do, and I say this now not we're to get on myself Chad's in trouble. Podcast. I'm. This is no longer my podcast. This is Chad's. It's all yours, um, Chad. Chad, why you are, does your uh, microphone set look like um, like a a screen? Yeah. It is like a screen. He's talking a screen, through a like a mosquito screen. Like a mosquito screen. This is <laughs> listen. He's recording. Somebody's going to break into your mouth. I have a very specific effect I want for my voice for this podcast, which is very PBS Ira Glass. And so I have an extra yeah. thick screen because I have oh, so much power in my voice. You're thick, all right. Listen, yeah. hey everyone. You know, I wish I had my whistle. I almost went reached for an imaginary whistle. Um, <laughs> people are listening to this podcast; they expect some shape to it. Oh my! So, what we're going to talk about first, uh, Anna and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get a little backstory here because you're our first duo. You're our first comedy team that has ever been on the Stand Up and Clown podcast. And I am curious because both of you were doing stand up and performing separately. What was what was the moment that you both were like, we're going to go all in on this together. You know, we're going to really start working together. Uh, I mean, you still both do uh, stand up and, and solo pieces, but you are known in Los Angeles as a duo. What kind of prompted you to make that commitment? Well, first of all, I don't know if we're all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> News to Anna. <laughs> Yeah, it's wow, hell of a way to find out. <laughs> um, what I I guess should we be genuine? <laughs> yes, yeah, no, people, people listen. Should we be genuine? This is why I didn't That's want a fake morning podcast. This is why it's, I didn't want a fake morning bi coastal podcast because I'm looking for genuine answers. Okay, yeah, this has to be the last. We want this to be your last podcast episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we met and um. I don't really know what propelled it, but I think, well, I think thank when you we, for leading. Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for leading this. She, yeah, she, she led us somewhere good. And <laughs> now that we're somewhere good, where do you go from here? 
I think at first, like first, first encounter, we ran basically the same show in two different cities unbeknownst to each other. And so I lived in San Francisco, Kyle lived here. And then um, she and her show, we did like a crossover event in San Francisco. And it was, yeah, it was just basically. And at the the time- um, I had a show called Talkies, and then your I had a show called Sad People Talking, and so we <laughs> we did a crossover show and it was really fun called Sad People Talkies, Sad People Talkies, <laughs> and I just remember exactly what Anna was wearing. She used to wear no. this green coat oh and a blue uh, button up shirt, and oh I go, God. I love how classic oh. and minimal the style is. Wow. I think she's fab. I thought you were fake. <laughs> and oh, but I honestly think a really funny thing about me and Anna is that there used to be that show um where you dressed up like comedians. Oh, that's right. And so I didn't for Halloween. For Halloween and you performed as a, like a different comedian. Sticker treat. Sticker treat. And Anna actually dre- I didn't know Anna that well, but she actually dressed up like me. I did, yeah. And performed wow. as me before we knew each other. Nice. Yeah, I took a leap. And um, and it was a very loving depiction, <laughs> wouldn't you say? <laughs> At the time, I used to bring a lot of props up on stage. She, <laughs> well, she actually, she, not to tell tales out of school, but you used to bring a lot of drinks up on stage. I used to bring a lot of drinks up nothing on stage. Wrong like, that. Nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I usually have about three drinks. Yeah, Would she's you, a th- al- you'd have three alcoholic drinks during a set? No, it was like a combination. It was, it was like, like a water, water, an alcoholic drink, and a Diet Coke. And a Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Why would you? So you're carrying. You're like a even waitress. A it wasn't even a joke. <laughs> yeah, it, wasn't a joke. it wasn't even a bit. It was just that those are all the. Why would you I need needed. to be that hydrated during what ten minutes? Because you know, you want a little <laughs> less, less chat five. Hey, because we're the kinds of performers <laughs> where we don't know what's going to happen on stage. So she might want a water. She might want a diet coke. She might, you know, she might want to let loose with a little gin and tonic. You know, so yeah. And do you want to do an impression of the voice you did? Because my voice used to be different because I used to get really nervous when I performed. So my voice really changed. I actually don't know if I, I could used do to it. talk like this, kind of. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or something like I that. I think it was like. It's so good now to know the like cool as ice version of Kyle who doesn't get nervous at all. It's it's like I've <laughs> only known that Kyle. Just this cool hand Luke. <laughs> Yeah, of a stand yes effortless wow. swag. i gotta say and I, I, this is not meant to be taken wrong mm, this sounds but good. oh my god I'm immediately taking i home. met anna first we did we were in a play together called gerald we were talking about it before we got on air and my first impression of anna at that point was like this is kind of one of us this is this punk rock cool clown and the longer you have been paired with Kyle, the less cool you have become. Wow. How could you take that right? <laughs> it's That's the lowest common to not like Kyle's low level wow. of coolness dictates wow. the overall coolness of the goopy duo. <laughs> interesting. That's a very interesting perspective. Wow. Okay. It's kind of like the way my swag makes Chad look good. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, wow. Very funny. It's a very interesting impression. Hey, and I when think... we did when we did meet, uh, were you already working with Kyle? Mm, I don't remember. Probably not. I mean, I think we had we were probably friends. We were definitely friends by then, but we basically there was this show 
Blam, blam, blam. If you remember, Demorge yeah, Brown. Yeah, this is show. run by Demorge Brown um, mm-hmm. at yeah. our bar in downtown. It's a, a show that it's about nine and a half hours long. It's from my at least 10, yeah. Least yeah. 10 hours. A lot of people get up. A lot of people get up. Everything about it uh, would suggest that it would be terrible. Like nothing about it is set up for success. It's too long. There's no parking around. You're in a bad mood. Um, yeah, it's really late. It's a bar, so people are there. Have their backs to you. There's literally people with their yeah. backs to you. But this people is a other oh, so fun. <laughs> but it's yeah. weirdly an incredible show. I think because it's because of all the factors going against it, it makes it kind of uh, like this this i mean i'm sorry to say this a bit of a twilight zone and so just really some of the weirdest craziest stuff i've seen on a show has happened there yeah and we both had this uh residency spot where we would do it every month and we would come up with a new um like 10 minute thing every month and I don't remember <laughs> there were some pretty spectacular failures. Um, but sometimes it would be like, okay, what are we gonna do tonight? Okay, we both have we both have white pants, so we're gonna do a bit where we both have white pants. And that was really as much thought as kind of went into it. Um, there was a bit where we wanted to be cozy. That was the premise. Yeah, I think we were both really tired, so we we're like, Can we do something that we're just tired? Yeah, we were both really cozy and that really bombed. <laughs> and I gotta say that that's the only time that I flirted with uh, somewhat nudity on stage and <laughs> to have nudity be received in complete silence and oh, mostly rough. disinterest feels um, not good. <laughs> but I think in that space, we did come out, we did come up with things that we still do. Yeah, exactly. So, so. I think that was the beginning of actual, like maybe duo performance. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I'm curious too, like this sort of, you come together and you're like, we're just cozy or we have white pants. <laughs> Um, I said, I, 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 it's just, yeah, it's hard it to say with tone. any integrity. Um, okay. no, but, but I'm curious before that, because I think this is something I'm really pro ensemble. I'm pro duos. I'm pro trios. I, I think like, you know, I was in Jetso for many years. I'm in multiple ensembles now, even though I do solo work, I think you learn so much about process. Were you two kind of as standups developing your material the same the same or when you came together you found this third way that you two develop material yeah i think it's a third way i actually yeah. feel like our processes are probably different as performers mm-hmm. i think but i think we have a middle ground of like our sense of humor yeah but i think that i mean i think we both like kind of the same comedy mm-hmm. but um you know tell them what kind of comedy they like we I'd love like to, I'd love to hear this. Um, shoot, I just you know, wait, what were you saying? Like, I like you like comedy where someone oh farts that farts one. so loud. Oh, yeah, here is... in America. Oh, yeah, okay. I like this is my sense of humor in a nutshell. It's like a, a guy who does a really large, large fart, it's so loud that then you cut to a person in Japan and they go. <laughs> This is like definitively <laughs> what you think is the funniest thing. That you have. Yes. yes. I like that kind of. Humor. Yes. That um, type. That is what type, that type is of that humor. Type. But I feel like I also, I feel like what was really nice about meeting Anna was that 
my humor always came from a place of like, I've always been kind of terrified of performing. Like I I've always been kind of a nervous, effortlessly cool. Yeah. I've always been a very nervous performer. And so then I met Anna and Anna, like, I feel like usually in our duos, it's like, she'll like lead and she's a little bit more of a like dominant or something mm-hmm. personality. So I always just liked that I could fall back and, and I could kind of do all the work. <laughs> Cause um, yeah, I then I, I thought that was cool about performing with someone else where I was like, wow, it's really nice. Not have, not having to feel like it all falls on my shoulders. Yeah. Well, the other really nice thing that we talk about a lot is like, we, we primarily focus on, like really us having fun. Yeah. And so even if it fails <laughs> to the audience, we're still having fun. Yes. You know, like we are still, we are still each other's audience. That's a part of being in a duo too. Yeah. You know, so it's like the, it's, I think it's a different experience bombing when you do it with someone else. Yeah. Because you're kind of like, Hey, we're still getting something like, out of it. They didn't get it. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah, so we actually you know at least two people get it. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 get it. They're crazy. Yeah, they're actually wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm curious because I know you recently both took Dr. Brown's five day workshop. I know Anna, you had trained with Phil. That's Dr. Brown before. So did but- Kyle. Actually. So Kyle, you also took those classes? Because I, I didn't hey, know you. Were- hey Chad, I actually took the first class she that did. Phil ever taught in LA. Interesting. So also, so, and this was, were you, and you were already friends. You were already kind of flirting with like crossover stuff when you were in these clown classes or not yet. We, this is this last one was the first time that we took a class together. together. Gotcha. So you never been, so you didn't kind of get to see each other. Cause I'm curious if you mm-hmm. two self-identify as clowns, like, is it that a term you'd ever use to describe yourselves or your duo? Um, I don't describe, I, I, I describe myself as a clown, but not in the same way that you describe yourself as a clown, Chad. I describe myself as a clown, like, um, like, look at that dumbass. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, that's how I like, oh, she's a clown. Yeah. In that way. Not like a former, but just like as a person. Oh, that person's a clown. (laughs) That's so interesting because you even like, so not only. Do you think you're a clown? Yeah. That's a good question. I, I don't, I think that there are elements of clown in both the stuff we do together and stuff I do on my own. And that, that element is that, okay, the, the best compliment I've ever received, and sorry that this is verbose, but the best compliment I've ever received about my performance was someone said, Oh my God, watching you is like reminding me of when I'm being embarrassing alone in my room. And I love that. And I think that, I think that in different ways, that's like both in our duo and solo stuff. That to me is uh, like, if not spiritually uh, complimentary to clown or has aspects of clown. I I don't think I like would categorize myself as a clown because I think 
you know, I don't know. To me, the, it's like, I don't have the training. Yeah. But we relate to like, we're planning our, we're doing a two woman show. And I think like, we just talked about it today. And like, the thing we talked about is that like, and what Phil would say in his classes, which is like, you always want to make yourself like do the thing that's going to make yourself like, I hate to use the language, but shit yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, hate to use that yeah, word yeah. but um uh but but I think that's always like that's what we talked about today on the phone of like okay well we don't really care what we do as long as it's like we're literally like holding in our laughter like oh my god this is so good this is so funny yeah I mean, <laughs> no, because to be honest I feel like that kind of stuff like if it starts there yeah then it's like you, it's hard to watch someone who's like having that much fun yeah and like laughing at themselves yeah not to feel like Oh my God. That's like so yeah. fun to watch, like them getting a kick out of themselves. Totally. So, um, I think that's just, yeah, I relate to, I think we both relate to that yeah. aspect of clown that like our goal of performing is always like, we just want to make ourselves like do something that feels so stupid that we're like, oh my yeah, God. why or why is this why? Totally. like you're dragging yourself to do it? You're like, oh yeah, look, I want to do this. I feel like yeah. such an idiot. Yeah, but, I think like for sure there was something that Phil said a lot, which is like before you go on stage, you should always have the feeling of like, oh my god, this could either be like so bad or so good. Yeah, and you're on the edge of like, I don't know which way it'll go. I really love that and like. That feels. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. What happened? <laughs> what, what happened dummies. There? Oh my god! Oh my god! That feels like uh, not how stand-up feels at all. So, Just to be clear, because it's a, a podcast, they're sharing two years. Like they they have an iHeartRadio podcast. Like mm-hmm. mu- very much a lot of money spent on this thing. They are sharing two wired earbuds for this podcast right now yeah well how did you guys do it in the big time how did you guys do it when you were big time doing the big time podcast what'd you guys use um what did we use we actually probably use this yeah it was all edited though jim jim it was a a finely tuned machine it wasn't live like this it wasn't mm. live yeah. like this. Yeah. We we can do live stuff though. Yeah. <laughs> you keep saying that. Keep yeah. Hit me with something. I can improv. Yeah. I am, that's what we're yeah. no, we're just these <laughs> just, quite, just questions. I'm smoking. And also for um, our audience, who who is this Phil that you are referring to? This is Dr. Brown, Dr. Brown Phil Burgers. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, who, he who goes by that? many names. For those that haven't heard the podcast before, who who is this Dr. Brown? Jim's Jim's playing devil's advocate, and oh it's God. good. It's good that he's, he's good at it. It's um, good, Jim. He's not only good on the keys, yeah. The, it's very the grounded. Side. The way he does it is so grounded. Um <laughs> he's so uh Dr. Brown, Phil Burgers, who's a, uh, a friend and a great clown, is sort of an international clown that kind of made his bones over at Edinburgh fringe. He did a bunch of like shows that were kind of considered revolutionary and like really like at the apex of stupidity. Like these shows are some of the dumbest shows you'll ever see to this day. They hold up and, and we've been trying to get dumber and he still has these sort of tent pole <laughs> shows mm-hmm. that is just like, wow, that's what's possible. And he came to Los Angeles, uh, I guess, I I would guess like 2013 maybe and took over, eventually took over a place called the Lyric Hyperion that became an epicenter for a lot of clown and alternative comedy. And we did a lot of great stuff there. Uh, He teaches workshops. He's, he's a mentor to a lot of the clowns 
currently running around in Los Angeles and has students and other people that he's worked with all over the world. Um, is that okay, Jim? Can yeah, we keep yeah that? I'm clear now. Thank you. Well, I I remember seeing a duo show he did with Sam Simmons. Oh, that's a great a, one. Yeah, it's great. It's He's an Australian comic who also does all the Fringe festivals. Very yeah. popular. Very uh, bald kind of powerhouse like he's one of the most intense performers i've ever seen in my life yeah it's very it's a very interesting combo it's like a very the combination of like really tickles me or there's something about it that really gets me because he looks really mean and stern but then what he's doing is so really stupid so it's it's just a, a great combination in him and i saw their show called ceremony which is for an hour they perform a ceremony and that's literally all there is to it and that was the first thing i've i'd ever seen like of of that sort and i this was probably like yeah 2000 i want to say 13 maybe 14 and it was like was it at I the just, Virgil? Did you see it at the Virgil? Yeah, I was at the. I was Virgil. at that. I was at. Oh that wow! Too. Yeah, and it I was, was also like, "What is it's, this?" It was crazy. I was like, "Whatever this is, is what I want to do." Because, yeah, it just felt so free and so you know, like when you get into performance, I think it's easy to be like, "These are the these are the parameters of what you can do." So I remember there's a few instances where I watched something or someone and was like, "You can do that." I didn't know you yeah. could do that. You know, like I didn't know that's allowed. You know, and then you kind of realize like, well, actually anything's allowed and you're allowed yeah. to do anything. Yeah. It, it's so easy to oh. grab that stuff, right? Like it's so yeah. easy to grab onto like the limitations. So we feel we have some shape mm-hmm. to what we're creating and it's like, oh, they're actually all just holding us back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, super early on uh, in my, like when I started performing, I, I don't even know that really what I do or have always done is stand up technically, oh. you know, like. Yeah, performing. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's okay. Um, okay, interesting. Good um, one, Chad. <laughs> but um, someone super early on, like I started in San Francisco, which one would think is uh, uh, friendly to weird comedy, and it's absolutely not friendly to weird comedy, um, which I found kind of shocking because I think um, I you know, I was like, it, but it's Robin Williams or, you know, but right. it's actually not like that at all. Um, and someone super early on, some guy was like, well, what you do is not real stand up. So, you know, and it just, I heard it at this like really vulnerable moment and it really lodged itself into my brain. And that was always like something I worried about and thought about and got really self-conscious about. And uh, thank you. <laughs> It'll sound so good in the mix. Keep going. It'll oh sound my so good God. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's it was so freeing just to be like, actually, you can just do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You have like 10 minutes, you know, to, yeah, to do, <laughs> to do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I came, you know, I came to stand up the opposite way and I really like, and I think you, you both do now too. It's like such a badge of honor when someone sort of says, I don't know what you're doing. It's like, well, that's because I'm, yeah. this is because you've never seen me before. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for you to maybe say, when you say like that sort of binary of, Oh, I know what this is. It's almost assuming it's like, I've seen multiple people 
do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're just putting a little different spin on it. Like, and yeah, you're it's wearing like, a different hat, d- yeah. a different hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did want to say just before, because I, we want to talk a lot of stand up and clown with you two as, you know, ensemble members, you know, we're great. You know, we're to be, we have to speak uh, frankly and honestly as people who, who do every show, but I, I do feel this is something I've been trying to just kind of get out. Like if people don't want to be referred to as clowns, I totally get it. You should be able to be referred to as anything you want. If people who are doing clown feel like that, they didn't like get their two years in Paris or like have some Corey, you know, um, choreographer or movement teacher or Andrew technique teacher run them through to me. That's like the clown patriarchy. That's like a system that exists to get rich kids to spend too much money because the reality is the best clown is the person who just goes out uninvited, like at just on the street and gets people to watch, you know, like that's, and what we do here in Los Angeles, getting up so often and specifically the people on this podcast right now, getting up in spaces that are expecting. So I recently got a divorce like, or like, you know, like, let me tell you what's going on with the, voting yeah um like when the fact that we do that that we go into these where we know we're like and we're not just sort of and this is no shot on conservatory but we're not spending two years or Mm -hmm. six months with our friends because that's what our classmates become Mm -hmm. our buddies trying to be dumb in front of people who we trust not to destroy us it is so much more clown you know um and, and it is like this is an art form. Sure. You, none of us are on the skill side of it. You know, none of us are like <laughs> juggling or acrobats or I guess I'm a tremendous dancer and Jim can yeah. play music. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh but, my God. but like, it's a fail, it's an art form rooted in failure. And the idea that you have to get your expert degree in failure to me is ludicrous. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think I don't refer to myself as a clown. It's because I do see people like, you who um dress in your tight pants and your your big hat and this is not a look i have <laughs> my tight pants and my big hat what look is this <laughs> oh, and your furry vest and yeah. i just and, and also oh, your um i mean your long gloves and i, I don't know long. this character you're speaking <laughs> really long. i want to know this character <laughs> I'm literally drawing out this character on a pad right now. Huge hats, tight pants, fur vest, and long gloves. Long gloves. gloves. Sweating um, up a storm over here, you guys. Sorry. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sorry. I feel, yeah, I guess I just don't feel, I feel like I am some, I I don't feel like I'm a stand-up. I don't feel like I'm a clown. I kind of just feel like, um, I don't know. I I don't feel exactly like any of that because I don't get down with the costumes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting. Right. Like, but again, I would say to what Anna said earlier, you know, when she had that like one person, I'm going to guess it was a dude. Am I right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, is there any, was there, what was the money on? <laughs> this was like a really sweet, uh, non guy. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, there's just, yeah. so I know exactly. He probably like had a t shirt and jeans on and like Absolutely. probably wore baseball caps yeah. and like yeah long I know gloves, this guy. Long gloves. Long gloves. <laughs> That's the one detail that always threw people. <laughs> um but but yeah like it's like even you defining, you know, I spent the first 
like I guess I guess Jetso had kind of outfits, but really not. They were just like little uh, gym bays, which were like festival clothing. But like I was in the merge, and we were all just kind of dressed whatever way we want. Like there was the the uh, the mandate was no costumes, mm-hmm. you know. And since then, I just like costume. Like I just grew to like wearing stuff. And um, I, I am curious, how much do you feel like from the clown perspective? When you go to these places and try new material or you're doing a show like Goopy, that's at the Elysian, we'll have notes uh, in the liner notes of the podcast. We'll have like links to all this stuff. How much are you like taking in the audience and making pivots and decisions based on the reaction that you're getting? It's funny that you're I was I was about to say, like, I think that a pretty big difference um, in just at least from what I gather the definition of clown is, is that you are, you are there to play and like inner, inner play, like inner child. There's a great definition um, of clown that was like, um, that I really love that it's what, what you would be if your child was never told no, like your, your uh, inner child child was not told no, Hmm. Um, you know, uh, like, for for in playing um and i like that like that you're not putting parameters on yourself but i think that from what i gather like clown is also you're you're there to reflect the audience and you're there to you're there for the audience and you do pivot a lot Mm -hmm. and i think that I am trying to like in solo stuff, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to create a connection with the audience where they let me be like, show my inner child, but I'm not so much trying to um, entertain. The purpose of that isn't to entertain them. You know what I mean? So you're not looking for, you're not looking for, you know, I'm making an offer I want to be validated for that offer. It's more like I'm want you to love me and be connected with me and allow me to play yeah. like in this way, like, like you're trying to sort of remove their maybe like natural instinct to judge or to pull away because something isn't familiar, you know, like, cause they like you. Yeah. I'm trying to establish a connection with them for sure. Like the best shows feel like, you know, someone where everybody you the performer and the audience is so connected that someone moves a chair and it makes a weird sound and everybody notices right away like those you know that that's kind of like a warm insulated feeling that um that i love that is created in clown but what i think what i'm interested in then going on to do is more kind of probably self-serving than what a Mm -hmm. quote unquote true clown you know, because mm. I think they maybe perhaps are a bit more like there to serve the audience. This will be, an, for some of my colleagues, will be an unpopular opinion. But I think clowns just want the audience to think that's happening. Sure. <laughs> like I, to think that they're playing, but they're actually. They, they want the audience to feel like the actually. Um, yeah. you, you know what? That was, by the way, for me when I started even in improv, like, and this is now we're talking like many, many years ago when it's like, Hey, uh, well, let's just play. And as like, as someone then in my thirties, I'm like, fuck off. I'm a grown ass man. Yes. 
and we but, call it but what's wrong with play play is a lovely thing kyle what about oh boy go ahead let's brainstorm <laughs> all right let's see let's let's, let's, let's throw five ideas on the table for let's, something let's play it. some biodigital jazz let's 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 meld these ideas together yeah the synergy synthesis yeah uh, what let's about explore. Uh, i'm gonna throw in throw one in okay uh celebratainment Ooh. Wow. Wow. I've, you know, and what's a compliment that we already decided before? I've never heard or seen anything like that before in my entire (laughs) life. Excitement. Excitement. (laughs) Wow. It's truly a first. Kyle, though, let's let's unpack this for a sec, though, Kyle. (laughs) Yes. What is, like, what is it about the word play? Is it that there's an associated shame with that you're a grown up? And that playing seems trivial, or is it just that, like, what about the word there's do you not like? There's something sexy or something about yeah, it okay. that I just, that feels like sexual, especially when people say it. They're just like, come on, let's play. Yeah. You're like, just get the fuck I, away I love from playing me. with you ladies. Dicko? Jim. Jim. That's what Jesus. I mean. <laughs> no, I, I'm just giving an example. Put a bleep in, Jim. We're at for certain for your own. Yeah, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> There's just something nasty about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I've never, I've heard many reasons people don't like the word play. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't that like, oh, it, it feels like a nine and I a half weeks. <laughs> it, it definitely it feels really does. a bit sexually charged to me as well. I, I think I, it's because enough people have say it in a certain way. Yeah. That's sort of like come on over to my playhouse it's like swinger couples or something yeah yeah like, yeah it feels swingery yeah, yeah like dress up over. and play with each your, other yeah, yeah you bring your husband and what about just here. sports we play sports why why like, yeah but you never you, you never Kyle. say you never say um let's go well i guess yeah, you, you do let's you play. say play yeah, ball you, yeah you say but you don't you go i'll play basketball but you never just go i play hey yeah. you guys want to play it's just yeah, sort it's of, a little it's just the lack of the noun that, being there that feels a little nasty yeah. you want to play like, oh my god this yeah, is the most I, telling thing this I, is about this is a, a window into clown. kyle's mind this is a window <laughs> i'm into- i'm with her i uh, totally <laughs> agree that's exactly why we're a duo absolutely because she understands that i get that me. so when your stuff is so dumb show chad you should say you guys want to come and play clown with me on saturday <laughs> gross i don't think so jim <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, Jim. Let me tell a story, though, because about Mm -hmm. so over the pandemic, I was doing a show called Stamptown. I just did it last night. It was a really fun show run by Zach Zucker. Um, It started as just a, you know, a way like he was uh, Zach and his crew. They just were looking. They couldn't find shows, stand up shows that would like support the kind of work they were doing. So they created their own show that had a lot of alternative stuff. And now even over the pandemic, it was outside twice a month and had big shows in LA. And now it's in Edinburgh and London and New York. They do shows everywhere. And it's just this a really great, fun, alternative comedy show. Anna and Kyle had done it before. And I invited them to do a piece with me uh, based on a character that I'm actually workshopping again, Father Callahan right now. And mm-hmm. right from the beginning, I was like, this is a mistake. <laughs> um, we, we, we get to the... Uh, East Market, I think East Market, um, what's it called? Uh, it was a grand, grand Central, Central Market. Market. Central, yeah, yeah. 
and we're in the parking garage underneath the shows at the roof and we're just working the choreography for like a ill-fated dance number which was super fun mm -hmm. but uh i was like oh these these are not highly coordinated performers like that was the first thing i thought and <laughs> and so we go through it and we're pretty and there's like two spots that made me laugh really hard and it was like and this is why it's fun to play with you too because it is a sense of like you are so thrilled with yourselves and you're having so much fun but um kyle and i came out i'm dressed as a priest kyle's dressed as a nun we agree that kyle's going to have an irish accent which kyle does not do accents and it was like one of the worst accents i've ever heard could you do a second of it do a second of it kyle yeah um, I went to get the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Oh, yes. So my wife is a potato. Yeah, that's just that's a good sample. Ugh, yeah. so sample. It's kind of <laughs> so, sort of European, sort of Irish, sort of something yeah. in the maybe. It's kind of a re yeah. reunion. Jim, I love that you did that art Euro trip. <laughs> Why, why, I, honestly i'm so because there's such there's such a high cockney influence in your irish yeah there really is well um, someone someone who grew up loving lock stock and two smoking barrels so, so just watching that on repeat just a poor irish irish boy who... when you were a little kid that's what your parents put on they're like this good um yeah. so kyle and i had a bit to start where we came out as a nun and a priest and we were showing everyone a, pic a picture of me at eight years old and um, just like we were walking through the audience and just, I don't know why I did it. It was just, I was inspired, but we were showing everyone and making them stare at the picture. And then I just turned and made Kyle stare at my picture and me stare at Kyle's picture and Kyle fell apart immediately. <laughs> this is seconds into the bit. Kyle's already just, uh, just falling. I'm like, Oh my God, we haven't got to the state. We haven't said a word yet. <laughs> and, um, and so I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, and like, by the way, like it, the audience is like, love it like they're eating it up but i'm like oh christ so then anna's supposed to come in as the child's grieving mother and very much anna before the show is like yeah i'm you know i'm gonna kind of slow burn this you know i'm gonna come in and be really sad i'm gonna slow burn it <laughs> i just said slow burn like a dozen times i'm like okay so then i'm up there with kyle who is like absolutely you can't understand a word kyle's saying in this irish accent <laughs> So already I'm like, the audience is like half of what we're saying is being lost. And then all of a sudden I just hear like a banshee cry okay. and Anna comes in at a fucking 11, like no room for heightening. She's like, ah, ah, oh I'm like, where are you going to go? I was like, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And just like, took like three minutes to get to the stage just yeah, exhausting herself as i'm standing next to kyle i'm like this bit is falling apart <laughs> but people loved it i still people tell me like that's one of the pieces people bring up and they're like oh and you had that big car that we made a cardboard car yeah, that was <laughs> so <great>. stupid <laughs> um, it was really good i recently I really threw it off. away wow. oh just recently because I was like, I kept holding it on because I was like, maybe he'll ask us to do it again. He never asked. He never asked again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I, was, I had enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's sort of like a turducken. Like, I wanted, I'm glad I had it. It's like a turducken. You two are the turducken of comedy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested that this exists. This abomination exists. But now that I've experienced it, no more thank you. Wow. <laughs> that's really, that's a that's Can we that's put good. that on our website? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, we'll do a swap on quote. quotes. Yeah. <laughs>
Yours a, is a, a pull quote squat swap. You were, I remember you were wearing a hat, <laughs> big hat, big, no, hat. big hat, tight pants, big hat, vest, tight pants, long, long gloves. gloves. Long gloves, long gloves. <laughs> um, So mm-hmm. let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about stand up and clown. Um, so the four of us are the only four who've done every show. Yeah. Uh, we've just recently added an intern character named uh, Molly Renzi, who will be uh, now part of like the basic um, ecosphere of this show and stuff. But I remember just to be clear, and I'm not saying this to bust your stones. Like I had no intention of having you two do more than one show, which I think, you know, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the first show, the first show, I mean, it was fine. Like we had the 60 people. It was like, Oh, this is a decent house. It's fine. We had a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. the show was fun. And right after you two come like crab walking up. And what I mean by that is like little shuffle steps. <laughs> and you're like, can we be in the next? And I was so surprised at the audacity <laughs> of this request. And I, it's not like we weren't working together. Cause I was doing goopy, mm-hmm. um, which is your show at the Elysian, which is really fun. Also very clown show. And that, you are, and, you are uh, a, a certified goopy player. Right. I'm one of the goopy players. And, you know, I kind of often cast, like often you'll be like, this is what we need. And I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And like a bunch of, and and a bunch of alternative comics, but also regular standups and sketch and like a really fun group you've put together. So I was like, yeah, why not? I was like, because at this point I really wanted the show to be great, but I didn't know if we do it three times, like if we do it one more month or whatever. Um, But I I wanted to ask you to like, what like we had our just to say we just had a show sold mm-hmm. out the end we're going to talk about the show soon like in this podcast the energy was like almost Hilarious. unwieldy it yeah. was frenetic yeah um and <laughs> in and in, in, in like in a way that people like hung out till i was there hung out till 1 30 in the morning oh my god in oh front god. of the theater just talking and kind of all jacked up on that energy but like what has your journey been like in this show, like, because you do bring a, a fairly consistent thing, which is abysmal failure. That is the recipe yeah. for the Kyle and Anna. But like, what has your journey been over? Cause you've done about 10 or 11 of these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're getting better, but no, <laughs> but I think, I think we have our own approach to it. We've talked about this actually. Yeah. We have talked where there's some people like, let's say, Chris Thayer comedian who has done the show when he does it I feel like he really like takes the prompt and really like is um imagines that prompt yes I feel like we get backstage to give us the prompt the prompt goes out the window and it's like how do we abstractly do something we try something from the prompt for a second I think we totally forget about it the prompt we definitely forget about right away it's I, I think that, okay, it's, <laughs> maybe it's not good, but I think that, I think that the way in which we fail yes. actually is clown. I think that it's, so... we are so open with our failure Yeah, that that is a different element i think of 
clown also <laughs> i don't know i don't know if anybody agrees with me but like it's just a different well like, i think it's good because one thing i remember from like taking clown classes it's like nobody wants to see you pushing not to i think what the chris thing what he does is re- uh, really funny mm-hmm. but also at the same time like nobody wants you to so i'm not talking about that but like nobody wants you to push your idea mm-hmm. you know what i mean nobody you hear that, really chris there you hear that nobody wants <laughs> you no no i think oh my God. no no i prefaced that about a thousand times yeah, she was very very clear that this was not very very, very clear yeah but it's like no one really wants you to like get that prompt perfectly that's not really what the prompt's there for the prompt's there for you to just sort of yeah have an idea Kyle people love 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 when people get one of these abstract prompts and nail it I don't know what you're talking about okay so they absolutely they literally leap out of their seats cheering (laughs) this thing like talk about two losers it's like here's the thing here's the thing success is a myth Success cannot exist. Like that's basically such a, by the way, it's the clowniest shit I've ever heard in my, like, like, here's. I think it's both, right? Like it's so, okay. Something that's really magical about the show is when you take a performer who you assume is going to be, there there have been people that I'm like, they're gonna suck. Like they're, I, I don't know what this will look like. I cannot imagine that they will bring literally anything to the table. And then to watch them be given the opportunity to strip away those like that kind of binary that we were talking about earlier with stand up, you know, and like let them do take away language, right? Like yeah. maybe for the first time for them to be like, I'm going to do something really stupid right now and and have that be encouraged by you and like, you know, kind of ushered by you. It's it turns into like it's amazing. I love to be proven wrong in those instances. It's a great feeling to watch someone be like, perform in a way where they're surprised, where they're like, I've never done that. I feel crazy. Like, I think that that's incredible. And it's interesting because they actually do take the prompt into consideration in those instances. But I do think that there's something in, in the way that we fail that is like, present it, it disregards your prompt for sure yeah. you know so it's like Definitely. maybe disrespectful you have to, to remind you. us a lot you're like <laughs> but i think that we are i think that we are with the audience and we're like we are being open about our vulnerability or failure with them what did chad say the last show that was really funny when we were like this he was <laughs> he, like he said he said what do you want from us the way performance works is you do something yeah yeah and you we just... react <laughs> that was yeah you so just came funny. out with your uh, like like toddlers with your arms open we're like do you we're want a binky do you want a blanket yeah, we don't yeah. we were um, like the rio de janeiro sculpture <laughs> yeah i should you know i realized just now jim that like a lot of most of the people so uh, the way this show basically works i don't think i've ever explained it because we really haven't gone to depth but just to kind of give mm-hmm. Um, some context to what we're talking about. You have four duos. Anne and Kyle are always like the closing, uh, quote unquote, worst duo, the duo that I have the least amount of faith in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially, I kind of tell the audience that, you know, like clown is true art and stand up is an art of manipulation. And I'm finally going to hold these performers to a higher standard. And, 
And it, to Dude, do that, give it up that easy. Yeah, yeah that's always that's one of my catchphrases. Don't give it up so easy. Yeah. Um, and then the performers perform in silence, but Jim supports them with improvised music. And off, often Jim also is a cog that can fail miserably. Like, you know, it's almost always an Ungapachka situation where Jim's doing really great. And then he's like, I'm going to add some maracas to the, and we're like, Ugh. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Or he'll be like, let's go. I'm like, Jim, like he'll start. <laughs> looping his it's so funny. Um, and so, yeah. So the performers can speak to me when they're not in performance, but while they were in, in performance, they, they had no word, like the thing that they use the most, they don't have. And mm-hmm. it starts with nonsensical prompts. And then, the second half of the show are like wink, wink pieces we have devised. So mm-hmm. trying to get the audience to think that the standard is way higher for success because <laughs> we've been working on it. And what I'd say to you two, what I realized from the first show, like the value of you two as part of the show was that I'm being really mean. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how mean I am, these two always go up very excited to be on there. Like, yeah. like there's no part, they're not scared. They're just like, we somehow tricked these people into letting us do it again. And like yes. that had a huge value for me as a director because one, it told the audience that like, cause sometimes, you know, the audience be like, this guy's like ruthless. But then when you see these two characters who are like low status, but like having a great time, despite all the abuse and like, <laughs> then you're like, wait, what's happening? And then when you come out, there's, there's no, like, I am ultimately a toothless threat, right? Like, cause you go out, you do, you have your fun. You go, sit I can do nothing to stop. Like the performers on stage. And this is a very clown idea. The performers on stage, as long as the audience is having a good time, they're in charge, right? Like, even mm-hmm. though they might seem like, Oh, they're lowly they They shouldn't be there. And so I think right when I put you up the first time in the show and I'm usually the meanest to you too. Mm -hmm. And you're just having like, you're not disrespecting me. You're just so giddy to like, let's get to it. And knowing you're going to fail. Yeah. (laughs) um, I think it sort of, it, it kind of tells the audience, like at that point, sometimes (laughs) the audience does believe I'm just going to roast everyone. And they're like, Oh, wait a minute the power dynamic isn't what it appears to be. The performers are in charge and like, that's so valuable. And then on the second half, and this is something you probably have noticed that we've developed in the last three months is I've really been trying to find a prompt and, and cast the show that the duo that goes right before Anna and Kyle, who are the last piece of the night, they do as well as possible. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. And so I actually kind of developed this and it's based on an act I do called Marco from security where like I play with these flashlights and I kind of developed this shorthand for people on stage where I can play with them and with Jim's music and this lighting effect. It's like the most articulated performative part of the show. And then there's this moment where everyone's cheering and I'm looking at the audience like we did it. And then I just look down at these two <laughs> dipshits. And I have this realization that they are in, like, they literally have my fate in their hands. And, uh, and then I, I asked the audience to vote, which is like, was just, by the way, an improv one night, I was just like, cause I remember it's somebody great. had done well. And I looked down at you two and you two like literally started laughing as soon as I looked at you. Cause you were like, you realized you're like, oh no. He, we. Yeah. And so 
I asked the audience, I asked the audience like, hey, we can leave right now. <laughs> yes. Leave the night on a very high note. On a high note, boy, what a great night. Or we can let Anna and Kyle perform. And they always, when I say that, they always cheer. And it's like, that's the first moment that the audience has taken the show over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? They have now just like, so now I've lost to the clowns and I've lost to the audience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, do you remember the first time I set a costume for you? Cause I was trying to think about it today, but this has become one of the more fun mm-hmm. games is I will get some costume pieces. I will not tell Ann and Kyle what they are. I'll put them in the little green room behind the stage. And then they rush off for the final piece and they just have to put on whatever is it's like really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I really can't remember like the first one. And maybe it was like mustaches. You remember there was facial hair? Oh no, that was for the Italian one. That one was yeah. really funny. We've missed the dough you left us. Yeah. Um yeah, and, uh, yeah there was the uh yeah, you totally missed that. Oh, hats. No, no, oh. it was like hat it was like newsy hat and newsy hats that was, oh, was yeah, simple. i just hats. grabbed a couple hats because i mm-hmm. have a bunch i'm wearing one right now and mm-hmm. i was just like oh yeah that'll be fun we'll just give him some and like from there it has only gotten more elaborate and more expensive because now that i know how funny it is when you two come out though i will say one of my favorites was you were supposed to be like advanced extraterrestrial life oh i love that one oh i love that we're wearing garbage bags garbage bags and these like (laughs) super cheap like (laughs) big sunglasses that are like huge yeah but we antenna we couldn't tell which way they went so we just spent the whole time adjusting them (laughs) i saw a video of us coming out in those yeah and then like it was we came out you we did a, something a little bit and then you paused us and you were like you know yelled at us and then said you have one more chance you know but in that pause kyle you were just like very earnestly changing them like you kept being like are these upside down and then <laughs> and then moving them like constantly up and down and I, I saw a video of that and i was like that is the funniest thing in the world i could watch kyle <laughs> So her, her glasses upside down for hours is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, at this point, it's like the audience is thrilled that I'm not getting the show that I want. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, it's not just that I'm being thwarted. It's that the show, like that joy has won the day. Play, uh, no offense, Kyle, not in any sexy way. Play has won the day. (laughs) I think that's a really nice way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. You know, what's funny is I I just said this to Kyle, like right after the show, when you first call us up on stage and we um, stand and face you, um, every time, like it is the first time it happened when you called us up, I started laughing like I can't stop laughing and then that's making me laugh and then it's it just it goes into like a laughing frenzy and it's happened since that every single time and it is not deliberate and I in fact this time was like I'm not gonna do it and then the the, that psyched me out so that I'm laughing because of that. It is like sincerely involuntary physical response to, to being on stage in that context where like, I can't, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't stop laughing. Yeah. I think if, by the way, I think, and and like, it always has to be that, right? Like 
if that audience thinks you're just, cause it comes from like, there is a nervous energy, but you're excited. You're getting finally to get up, you know, yes, like, yes. so like, it's like, it's like all real. <laughs> There's so much power in that moment. And like, too, like, these are the things like after you do it month after month after month, it's like just getting the two clowns on stage to stand in stillness or as close as they can get and just look at the audience. Like a lot of times you will literally see this other, the, the standups who don't do it every month. You'll see like, this is the first real moment they realize they're in for something because mm-hmm. they're like so ready to grab a mic stand or say something. Mm-hmm. And they're just, and like, and I'll just let them soak in it. Like, you know, like, and it is like, there's always such a great, uh, you know, Reggie Watts just did the show. Well, uh, this last one. And even this guy, he's played for thousands. Like, you know what I mean? He's just played. And there was a moment where he had like a little toy, put it away. And then that was over. And then he was just like, oh, okay. Like, uh-huh. oh no. Like not yeah. terror, but just like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so beautiful. It was like, such it's such a human moment that I think you could overlook. Like yeah, you could yeah. overlook the value of it as you're like, let's get to the fun stuff. And it's like, this is the fun stuff. This yeah, sort of absolutely. Nerves, yeah. I think you are really good at getting them no matter who they are, even if they're like the most stubborn uh, performer to drop it for like a second, at, you know, I think you're really good at that. And it's like, we want to see that, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what I like about clown and what I like about clown classes and stuff. It's like, we want to see you, the real you. Like, we don't want to see your idea of you or your, like, cool persona or whatever. Like, it is always so much more powerful and endearing when you see, like, someone just, yeah, stand with you and not know what to do, you know? Like, that I really love. Yeah, and, you know, it's something in you deal with a lot in clown class, which is so often, like, a student will have their best moment and then they like, like they sprint off stage or like, like they, they just put their hand, they turn around and you're like, no, no, no. Like you actually, actually this moment coming up, all the stuff yeah. you just did, we don't even care about. Like, it's just this moment here where you finally had just be like, I don't know. I don't we know. see you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be up here, but I don't know. And it's like, yeah. Okay, great. That's, that's, that's all of us all the time. Yeah. You know, like there's just a moment of real complicite like there's a moment of like the audience going i totally know what you're feeling what's complicite (laughs) what's complicite it's this sort of it's 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 to be it's like to like the simplest to be complicit like 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 sort of it's it's the moment of like the audience is now involved like Mm. you have this you have this connection Mm. um and they're they're complicit with this sort of like we're all in it together you know, and that's what we're chasing, right? Like, and and that's the moment you first have a, a genuine opportunity to have it mm-hmm. because you could be thrilling them. Like we've had performers, by the way, come out um, in this run this year and crush, but they didn't have, but at the end, I don't think they're the ones that the audience leaves loving the most, mm-hmm. you know, that's like, I don't think they dislike them. I just think they were like, oh, that was fun and kinetic. And these, that the way they really, they figured it out. And then- mm-hmm. And I think that isn't a total success. Like if I, if you were to come on the show, like what you want more than any, first and foremost is that the audience is just rooting for you. Mm-hmm. And then the success and failure after that, that I don't care which it is like, yeah. but like, yeah, like it's not about like nailing it. 
in the way mm-hmm. that uh, Anna was saying earlier, I mean, they like they like it. They like it when they see like someone have uh, when we had um, Amy Silverberg and uh, Paul Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was really funny. That was really they funny. were really funny, and they, you know, and then Amy was so bad. She, like, I think, even though in that case where Paul, like, could do no wrong, the audience loved Amy more. Yeah, huh? You yeah, know? and it's like this, mm-hmm. like this weird psychology of like Amy just resigning to being dead. So because mm-hmm. yes. Amy's yes. very Amy yeah. Silver's super so funny. funny. Oh, it's so funny. Such a funny, but like all her ideas were garbage. <laughs> yeah. And eventually yeah. she just played dead and Paul carried her around and like yes. they were killing. And yeah. but like I think if you if you talk to the audience after and were like, who do you love more? They would have been definitely the person who the only thing they can do to possibly please us is to literally die on stage. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, there's something so like it took me a, a while to actually like to actually hear it and embody it and have it stay that like the thing that you do, the performance or whatever, it is secondary. It doesn't matter. It's you and it's your attitude. Not you know, it's your kind of it's you in the aftermath and the beforehand that really matters. And that's very liberating because then if the thing that you do sucks, you know, it's it, it's so tempting to be like, oh, the thing sucked. I suck. You know, they fucking hate me and that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's so liberating to be like, oh, the idea can be terrible and I could bomb and they could still love me because I'm I'm showing them um, like that I feel hurt by it, that I want to do better, that I want to be with them. And that, you know, like that is so, I think incredible about clown is that it's like, it's really the person that, Mm. that, that what the audience cares about, you know, the audience doesn't give a shit about like whether, you know, um, your hat is tall, sorry, Chad, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but they care about like, how you feel with them about it and what you let them see. I think that that's really liberating. I want to talk about this last show, but one of the things I want to mention before we kind of talk about the energy and the shift that's happening in the show, which is an interesting first time problem that I'm dealing with. Like, and I don't know if it's a problem or just a fun puzzle. Um, My, one of my favorite moments in this last one was, you know, the power kept going out for Jim and that was real. That oh, was I didn't real. Realize that was real. Oh my god! I thought that was. You're so good. I really was. Well, like, no, he was just being. Honest. I mean, technically, oh if he was faking wow. it, he'd be good. I thought that was real. Yeah, I thought that was. I didn't real. even notice. Um, but yeah, and and then he just kind of bursts out from behind the keyboards. You also like, forgot to call his apartment. Yeah, yeah, he's like, of all nights when Reggie's here, <laughs> like. This whole and it was just like so such funny. a like oh that my god so this funny. guy's losing his shit. I know, and I didn't even intend to lose my shit. I thought I, so what funny. I had in my head was oh this will be fun. This will be a fun little display of upsetness, which turned into like a big rage. And I felt fun. like I just had a public display of like losing my shit. And the whole audience like went to this place more of. Oh, this poor guy! You know, he's lost his power. He's yeah. losing his shit, and nobody was laughing. Everybody was so actually good. in so that good. place, and wow. I left that stage. That whole night was crazy for me. Yeah. Like that, the mm-hmm. vibe of that particular show, perfectly timed. Right, this is the last show of our season. Right, 
Chad, for the for the yeah, the, we have no. We, we're back on I think January thirtieth next year. So and oh, boy, I'll put, I mean, yeah, I'll put it in my calendar. Yeah, put it in my calendar right okay, now. Let's not yeah. just, just okay. not jump ahead. January thirtieth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nine thirty. Nine thirty p.m. Uh, well, yeah. let's uh, we'll talk after because okay. there's some changes we're making. Stand up to, uh, and clown and clown. <laughs> okay, all right. I have something on the date, but I'll move it around. No, no. I mean, you probably you can hold that. No, no, definitely. We'll move it around. Okay, there it is. It's in the yeah. It's in the books. Let's talk about what Jim's talking about, though, that, um, well, one, we had the previous two shows, we had like a full house, a very full house. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was a show we had a sold out house oversold um, Mm -hmm. where we had to set up a bunch of chairs and like and it was it was packed. And from the first moment, it was like a crowd that knew the show, which Mm -hmm. I don't think had ever happened before. Like we'd had definitely people who'd returned. But the overwhelming majority of people seemed to be in on what was going to happen, right? From the minute Jim came out, like they, <laughs> like the the Jim's chance started immediately. Yes. I was surprised because Chad, yeah. you 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 warned me. You're like, I'm not sure if this crowd is going to necessarily be the same crowd as what we normally you know have. So they may not be. You, when you walk out, it just might be nothing. He was preparing me to just walk out to just silence. Mm-hmm. And wow. then, part of the head games I play with Jim all the time. I'm like, they oh probably hate you. <laughs> <laughs> These are sick reindeer games that you're playing with Jim. <laughs> no, oh but I, I did think because Otsko and Reggie Watts and yeah. Morgan Jay, like I just know they have big following. I was like, oh, it's possible. I, if you remember right at the beginning of the show, I asked how many people think they're at a stand-up show and no one raised their hands. I was shocked. Yes, totally. I was, I was legitimately shocked. shocked. I was like, oh, shit. Um, and I even knew when I was kind of walking around staring at everyone, like the looks I was getting back were like, yeah, (laughs) he's staring at it. Like normally it's like, who is this dick hole? Like, yeah. um, And right from the beginning, like the show went really like over 90 minutes, partly because it was direct audience wrangling. Yeah. You know, they were like, they're just like on the, they're on the precipice of a revolt. Yeah. They were very rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and partly by the way, cause I, had, when I saw the size of the crowd immediately, I was like, okay, I've got to, the more people, the more I'm outnumbered. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm going to flash my light in a bunch of people's faces early. Cause like, I just wanted them to know like, Good. that's my, it's like, if you're training dogs, if you have like a little mister bottle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> Like, I was just like, I just want you to know if you decide that you, and I actually, a clown was talking to me about this at Clown Zoo. We did Clown Zoo in the park um, yesterday and was talking about, this is someone who had been to Gallier and was like, wow, that felt like you were on the brink, like in a good way of like losing the show, most of the show, which is why I was so exhausted the next day. But, um, But like the lesson that ultimately I will try to teach this audience is as a whole, they can take the show over. The <laughs> audience can. Mm-hmm. Every audience member is a cockroach under my foot. Like any one person, I will destroy. Oh but as a group, yeah, I can like this show is your show. And so mm-hmm. I do think like I don't have to say that particularly, but I, I have to somehow let people know that like the little stragglers who feel like they've been empowered to sort of be too vocal. By the way, just for the health of the show, because like I will tell those people, no one's here for you. Like, mm-hmm. and by the way, it was a like this show was great, but like there is that sense of like, oh, he's telling the audience that they're in charge. I'm telling, not telling you, you're in charge. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that mm-hmm. was like, we were on the brink of this mm-hmm. all night. Yeah. And uh, wow. It was like, I was definitely, there were definitely moments where I just kind of, when I was, every time I'd walk on stage, you know, for the the pieces at the end, literally I take like three big, cause I don't want like anyone to see me take big breaths. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want everyone to see me go. But so when I'd walk up the steps, I do three. I'd be like, and then I turn around like, all right. Like, cause I didn't want them to see that. I was like, man, boy, this is a lot of energy. And like the show's going so great. Like I just, yeah. I can't have it tip. And, and like, I guess that's what we all want. Right. Like we want it to feel like this whole show can just fall to shambles at any, like if we can do that for 90 minutes, then we've got a show that will sell out all next year, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's like, that's, it makes it like, almost feel like fun and not dangerous, but like somewhere in in the neighborhood of that word and like uh, alive and like, you know, it, it has its own feeling and lifespan, you know? Um, I think that's a very exciting thing or exhilarating thing to be like, we don't know what the, yeah. what the show. It's funny because I just, um, I guess I missed all of that. Oh my God. No, boy, God. I saw <laughs> no. Kyle, by the way, I saw it in Kyle's face. Yeah. Kyle was doing this thing where her eyes were darting left to right as we were talking. Like she's like, oh my God. <laughs> like, well, what's oh, funny just... is I saw you break a couple of times, Chad, and I'd so never seen you break. Yeah. Well, it no, when, very... when Morgan made me read the title again, mm-hmm. that was the worst one because it's such I, a stupid yeah. title. Yeah. I saw you break also in the, um, the pit area. When in the you pit stand. area. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely, I broke multiple times in the pit area. Yeah. So I was staying very low because, yeah. uh, cause like just, yeah. Like, and part of it is like in my role, like I look at my role as I conduct energy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the audience feels a certain way, you know, You're like Lydia tar. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm pulling some real tar stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't seen that screener yet. So I hope that's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big compliment. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, and so like, I have to like conduct it, right? Like sometimes I have to stop it. Sometimes I have to mm-hmm. push it to the performer. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, and so like, it does leave me more vulnerable mm-hmm. to sort of like losing my composure over 90 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. I don't and, know uh, what you're talking about. How how would that happen? Losing your composure. I know. The Boy, what a show. It was so bad. I was oh, literally so texting funny. him the next day like, dude, I, I I feel weird. Like I felt dirty after that show. I don't know. I felt like. Really? I, I felt, well, I, for me, I just, I, I felt like I pushed into such a realm of like what people were perceiving as me losing my shit that I was like, Oh, Oh shit. Now, how do I, uh, you know, how, and then it was over. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, to I me, it's it was, like rich and fun. I thought it worked really well. Oh, I didn't, you know, I'm glad to hear it totally. was better from the outside, by the way, I'm going to forego my minute and, and continue to process the show with you guys. I wanted to ask you guys, was that, would you call the last show your favorite show? I don't know if it was my favorite show. I feel like, you know, I think that my favorite moments are usually like when weird stuff happens before we start doing it. Mm-hmm. Like that's really fun. Mm-hmm. So like definitely when we were wearing those garbage bags, I liked that. 
Um, also when we had mustaches mm -hmm. and you make us put on the costumes so fast that like, we don't even put them on correctly. So I think like the mustache was like in the wrong spot and you just like, that's the thing that I think are really funny. Cause it's so funny to hear what you say. Cause you'll be like, why is your mustache yeah. right there? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just so that those are my favorite parts. And so yeah i um totally remember kyle always brings up that you said um we are the reason that women sanatoriums oh exist. i love that when you said that that was really funny i, I, just I also accused you for overturning roe versus wade yes, um, <laughs> yes. as women I could just, not have agency of their bodies if, yes. if, if you were if you were women I oh. think how about for you chad was it was it where would you rank it I really like it felt like uh, I would probably say I love that show, but I'd probably say the show right before um, where we had Rory and Mike O'Brien and mm -hmm. only because like here's I'm a sucker for this. I'm a sucker for the last minute of a show. And in that show, you know, I think Chris Thayer was in that show, Ron Lynch. Mm -hmm. um, all the clowns started come like it's something I'm cultivating for next year. The clowns coming up to help you. Yes. Yeah. You know, like this is to me like the moment and uh and Rory kind of waited and waited and he had that creepo thing where he was snapping yes. photos of people. I love that. Was that. that I was so yes, funny. that was great. I agree. Yeah. That was but having incredible. said that, the Bones Hall moment is a top three moment for me. Oh, wow. You're like, play the Bones Hall <laughs> soundtrack. And then Jim loses so it. Well. Yeah. Jim loses it. And so we're like, fine. And like it felt like we're gonna this Bones All thing was gonna play oh, and it was gonna God. save the show. And then it's so fucking slow and they play one note and it's silence. And I go, is that it? And then another note plays, cuts me off. That's one of my favorite, like, that's like true. series of events ever in a show is like oh that, the God. song that you both are like, trust us. This is the song. <laughs> and it's like the literal death. <laughs> Even Scully was like, "There's no music." <laughs> yeah, and he was just like, and he was just like so calm. He's like, "It's not good." And it's just not like, good. <laughs> and so I love that was so good when Jim like Jim started adding a beat to it. It was just like so it really dumb. felt like such a shit show, and it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. I had and to I, cobble I together a system because. I had no power still, so I had to cobble that together just to get that one little drum going. Oh my god! Oh, oh and um, oh, Jim, I'm really surprised. Like, I honestly did not. I didn't know. realize that you actually it did die. Yeah, That's I had no idea. And I welcomed it. I mean, I really wasn't that upset about it. I more was just going with what it was because Clown yeah. really does offer this thing of like, oh, great. What a gift. Mm -hmm. Everything's a going gift, to yeah. hell, you know? Yeah. yeah but for what sure. but for some reason I think there's just the energy of that night and the audience and I would what I thought was gonna be like, oh shucks, it's not working, came off like, holy shit, I'm losing. Oh yeah, my it did not come mind. off all shucks. You know? <laughs> Wow. Now, you were like a raving lunatic and, made that, so and also the, what made me like and that's why there's so much like by the way i'm still digesting the last show because it's like yeah. I still have a, like the the fact that i always tell the audience they're going to hate jim more than anyone by the end of the show and then i did it here and then he comes out and has this conniption it's just like even though it's like they don't hate him it's like a funny be like oh is that what he's talking about this guy's a lunatic it's, so funny. it's um, not you're not you know, it's not, not I true. will say I'm I'm very excited also about the addition of uh Jim's daughter. I love yeah. the first time you did it, That's we the both best were time. like, 
that really his daughter? No, I asked at the show, I go, wait, are you really Jim's daughter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was a really good performance. Yeah. When and that moment said, she did have. Yeah. Uh, oh, Perrier? yeah. And she said, thank you. <laughs> she <laughs> said, thank you. <laughs> for you handing back with her. He's yeah, yeah. That was She's really good. Yeah. I, um, wish, really I wish I'd had the presence of mind during my rant to have then called back to, and my daughter is involved with the director and, you know. No, Jim, no, we ne we, it's listed. never said. Jim, Jim well, always I, does it. I know, Jim and I had this impression because of the way she said something and you said, not now. Yeah, we're, there's definitely like this sort of hint of like an inappropriate, really. But Jim, we can never call it out. No, like, I didn't just, mean, yeah. yeah. Right. But like, Duly I, I just want you to stare at not. the audience like you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to stare at the audience like, I know what's happening. This is my worst <laughs> no. fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, she had a, the best, but, and she had, uh, Molly's great. And Molly is like actually an intern we had for Clown Zoo and super talented. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, my favorite moment still was when the first time Molly's introduced and I just put the light on her and then Jim's starting to get, get all this praise and he's getting cocky. And then I put the light back on her and I go, Molly, would you tell everyone what you told me at the barbecue last summer? And then she goes, Oh, I don't want, I'm like, it's okay. I promise you. And then she waited like forever. And she said, I said, I wished you were my dad. And oh. I literally, <laughs> you remember that? Like the audience, yes. like, Oh, yes. like that I was amazing. Barely gotten that reaction from an audience. Like they were it was like, amazing. Gutted. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, at that moment, I'm like, this is definitely like, and in general too, like uh, Natalie's busy right now setting up um, Nate, which, um, you know, and unfortunately by the time this podcast comes out, the run will be over, but like uh, the, the, she's, she, she's relearning the show. Cause I wanted her to come. Cause I mm -hmm. do also love, that was something we discovered a few shows back, mm -hmm. just the idea. And I was like, I wanted her to come either dressed as Nate or this Buffon character, but like, just walk out as herself. Like she's getting ready for the show after us Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and just be like, I don't know what you're like. So that she's like, so weird and like low status looking, but she's mm -hmm. aboard. Like, like I'm really focused on 2023. I don't want to add a ton of characters, but I want to like keep shaping the world and how we all are related to each other mm -hmm. and so that the audience kind of like, it goes, Oh, this is a storyline that's going on. Mm, and yeah. another moment. Um, and we're going to wrap up in a sec. So be ready. You have to define clown in about two seconds. So oh, wow. is, um, I, uh, I had this bit I did where I claimed I had written a contract that you two would have to sign. Oh yeah. That was oh, my so, God. I was going to bring that up. How that you, that, my God. that you had, uh, so that if you did not kill, that you would, uh, that, was that you would never come back. Movie. And it was my, I just re-signed uh, my, um, whatever, uh, like your lease. Yeah, your, yeah, your lease. Um, or it was an old lease I found, I can't remember. And anyway, I just wanted to look like a contract. I never thought anyone would look at it. And so <laughs> yeah. I handed it to you two and you start reading it and you're like the confusion on your face. And then in a very earnest way, Anna says, I think this says, we have to give you $900. And it was such a crazy number. Like it was so specific. Like, and also like, like who gives it $900. And like, you just really looked at me like, are you 
because I want you to sign it. You're like, I'm not signing this. If I'm, I'm not signing it. Yeah, <laughs> no, you had that <sighs> sincere, like, no, for my own protection, I cannot sign this. Like, of I don't course. care about the show. I can't sign this shit. So funny. Oh, my God. Between <laughs> that, that so and funny. then when you made us say how much we paid for Phil's class. And that was a good moment. Um, And then what did we learn in it? Oh, yeah, that was act- that was probably one of my favorite shows because I do feel like we were hot off that class. Hot off that class. So we mm. were very, like, we're with the audience. <laughs> we're with the audience. Right, right, right. <laughs> Again, not really doing much. Not doing much. Just trying to see. (laughs) (laughs) You had we had a moment where you go. So show us what that thousand dollars like. Show us that thousand dollar. I think we were doing that open arm thing again. Yeah, and we just looked at the audience with nothing, and then that was it. (laughs) We should pretend next year that you went to a winter session for Gaulier. Gaulier. Yeah. Get you two. Get you berets. Yes. And you come on, and you're like, so now you've flown there. What's that cost? About seven hundred dollars a round trip flight. Like, like yeah, like really set you up that you keep plus the apartment rental. You know, plus the trains to Paris for the weekend yeah oh you, you know what might be fun too um maybe we get like like Anna's manager Ethan or somebody mm-hmm. and you like um well actually we have some industry in the audience and I'm like who and you're like I don't want to say who and this one and then like after your after you do your like warm-up they just leave oh my god absolutely Even like that's we, the kind of shit i want that that's the stuff that's exciting to me it's like these totally. little story points that keep happening you know we have we've made, involved ethan a yeah lot, we've actually. made him stand up and say hi i'm ethan and i'm anna's manager i'm not kyle i'm actually manager. not kyle's manager she's <laughs> definitely got her own thing going on <laughs> but i really like this show and i say that as a manager <laughs> so, and he's like he's down to clown that would be yeah. funny for him to leave it would be really funny for him to leave. Yeah, and also God. like put him like bury him deep in the so yeah. He so yes, really yes. take excuse a minute me, to get excuse me, I'm leaving. I'm and leaving. I'll just put the flashlight on him and not say <laughs> yeah. a word. Oh my God! As he just, I love the flashlight flying. edition. How bright it is! Yeah, that's I really, really funny. like. It. Everyone's like, they hate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Ann and Kyle, um, we're having a wonderful time, but uh, we try to keep these concise, these podcasts. Wow. wow. And, uh, okay. Okay. So uh, Jim has surrendered his minute of Jim. Is that correct, Jim? Did yes. You, yes. You... I'm going to forego it just just because we we spent so much good time processing this last show. It it helped yeah. me to All understand. Right. So then we're going to actually, in a nightmare scenario for me, actually have the success of this podcast now be based on Ann and Kyle giving us a definition of clown. Should we say our response in unison? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Um, Maybe one word at a time. Okay. So one wow. word at a time. Okay. Clown is you. Dummies. That's not what one word at a time is. <laughs> you dummies. It's one of you says a word. And the other okay. says a word. Oh, like, okay. You're like, let's do it in unison. I said, no, one word at a time. You're like, okay. And then you yeah, did that it. That was pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I was I one word at it. a time. I liked how Thank they were know. working. It. I literally, I've never heard someone make, mess that up. Okay, ready? Oh, right, here we go. One word at a time. Okay. Okay. The work of a clown is never. All right. Well done. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The work of a clown is never what? I want to know. It's never. 
then we say this word together. It's never. What do you think? Why would you both harmonize? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and that answer <laughs> is clown. clown. Yeah. <laughs> so the work of a clown is never woo. Wow. Good news for those of you who like the podcast. We will be back. Oh yeah. That that answer might mean we have to do three years of the podcast. Like like just make that up for the embarrassment. Anyone that was close. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much. Uh, any any final thoughts, Anna and Kyle, before we uh, we close up the podcast? Not a single, not a single thought. In my not opinion. a single thought. Very free, unburdened. So we should do one last. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help. I had to join in on that. You're at least committed. Yes. You're the only we one committed. We really. Jim, uh, Jim, 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 Jim. Worst thing that ever happened is the worst thing that's ever happened. Uh, well, thank you, everyone. Thank you uh, to my musical technical director, not a co-host, James Venable. Thank you. You're to- welcome. Anna and Kyle that uh, concludes uh, we say it at the end of every pod but um, if you're listening and have enjoyed this subscribe give us five stars tell your friends help us sermonize clown and get it the word out um, check the liner notes um, we will be putting a bunch of links that you can follow the work of Anna and Kyle including their uh, recently deceased podcast the truth hounds uh, oh, should I have not brought that up that Oh my god. No, it's that okay. got canceled. Or you could come, come see us live on the next Stand Up and Clown, which is January 30th 30 at 9.30. I had something else to do that, but I've already canceled. No, already keep canceled. it. Yeah. Just, just, just to be <laughs> safe. No, we'll be there. So, so far away. If you liked what you heard, um, or if you, even if you didn't, uh, you know, January 30th, we'll be there. 9.30, we'll be there. All right, everyone. Um, until we speak again, my friends, this is the uh, tag of the show. I apologize. Um, until we speak again, my friends, Keep on clowning. Don't cover your mouth. <laughs> I thought you were going to say keep on playing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys keep on playing. Okay. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Can I do that? Can I, I do don't that? think so. Right, well. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no one's <laughs> sure. <laughs> Pretty much think so. universal that that was a mistake. All right. <laughs> Thank you too. You get fun. Thank you. It was so much fun. fun. Oh yeah, my God, it's it kind of great. fun just to talk about work, right? Like just kind of like yeah. just talk about doing work and like what what we think. And I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I we we loved it. Well, listen, you two. I don't know if I'll get to see you again before next year because uh, I don't think there's many shows going on and this and that. But uh, thanks again for your contributions this year to what. <laughs> It's a show that now has its wings. Yeah. Um, the show's so good. I mean, it's funny that it's twice it happened to me that I, for some reason, had a flight early that morning. And we was, always try to make it. And and I was like, both of those times, I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I got nothing. Yeah. And then it's like the one, it's the only show that I'm like, I have to make it because it'll be great and it always is so yeah it's our favorite show yeah it's our favorite show jim play the music again we'll end the podcast here all right that sounds great oh that was the podcast
God damn it. All right. Whoa. I just want to make sure that gets in, that, that my show is great and that oh, I built something oh, great. Geez, I oh, feel, wow. Those, and let's forget really about that voice I did. Let's forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, happy holidays, Chad and Jim. Happy, happy holidays, holidays to you, to you Take both. care, everyone. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We'll see you when we get on the 30th. Yeah, we'll see you January 30th. I'll look forward to it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm going to send you guys an email. Just check the email. <laughs> okay. We'll all be oh there with bells on. Yeah, Yay. no, this is an email just for Anna and Kyle about yeah. the show next year. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> about how okay. we're on it. So that's all right, good. I'm, I'm shutting this down. All right, I'll okay. talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Okay. We'll, we'll talk to you.